for? Tell me one to my, what are you waiting for? To the hip hop, the hippie to the hip and the hip hip hop and you don't stop, rock it to the bang, make the boogie say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. Well, skittle and bebop, we rock a Scooby-Doo, and guess what, America, we love you, well, cause you rock and a roll with us so much so, you can rock till you're 101 years old. I don't mean to brag, I don't mean to boast, but we like hot butter on a breakfast toast. Rock it up, a baby bubba, baby bubba to the boogie to bang bang, the boogie to the beat. It's so unique, come on everybody and dance to the beat Hi, this is Babs Girls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut And you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM Streaming live at New Haven the you don't stop Rock it out, baby, bubba to the boogity bang bang The boogie to the boogity beat I say I can't wait to the end of the week When I rap it to the rhythm of a groovy beat And attempt to raise your body heat I just blow your mind so well, that you can't speak or do a thing But I rock and shuffle your feet And let it change up to a dance called the freak And when you finally do come into your rhythmic beat Rest a little while so you don't get oh. I know, I mean, Oh yeah, how are you giving me the 20 second countdown? <laughs> I, just, I just blew past it Good morning! Good morning. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. It's Wednesday, September 20th. It's about uh 62 degrees. Fall is here. Tomorrow fall arrives. Put your pumpkins out, get your mums. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the store tomorrow and put some mums out. I'm gonna take up take, you know, bring the house, the plants that are outside, I'm gonna bring them in because they're gonna freeze out there. And uh I'm just gonna put them in the house. And then uh, put some mums out because mums will last from now to January. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'll buy some mums. Uh, I hope everybody's good. I'm good. Uh, I have on my new underwear, Harry. I bought new underwear. And it feels really good. You know, I'm down a couple, couple more pounds. So I bought new underwear because I want, I like these long line shorts because, you know, make your thighs feel nice um and then i bought a new bra which i needed a new bra so i got a new bra it feels good i don't love it i need you know i buy these bras and there's some you know there's things about it that i like but it's not giving me exactly what i need so we'll see but i'm wearing it so i like it i i like it i feel i feel very uh i feel good i feel very smooth smoothed out I got, I got on a, I got on a, uh, uh, a, a, a bodycon dress, which, which I, I kind of like when I got on the right undergarments. When I have on the foundational things, so this feels, this feels good. This feels good. I know I'm rubbing myself like, oh, but yeah, I mean it smooths you out and holds you. You know, it's like a little hug. I don't like the wiggle jiggle stuff. I don't like that. I don't like my butt to go but up but up but up but up. Nope. Well, my tummy, for that matter, to be like swaying low, sweet chariot. Nope, nope, nope. I like it to have a little bit of a, like a little bit of hold in, like a little hug. You know, no pressure, not tight. I could, I could pull these down and pull them up. You know, they've got this little silicone thing at the waist, so it's, you know, it stays in place. And I like it high up, right up, right up to the bra. So, so this is, I mean, this is nice. The bra feels good. 
uh, I bought, I tried on, I tried to get on another pair of, uh, I tried on some skims. I tried to get into the skims. I got two pairs of skims. I, I don't know. They say a size, and that is not the size. I, I don't know if I just, I washed them and they shrank. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I would get the, I would try though. I'm going to see if I could get into them. But when I have more time to get into them, you know, when you're trying to get on air, you don't have time to be messing around, writhing on the bed, trying to, you know, slide into this, to this thing. So, I, so I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I'll pick that for another day when I could sweat a little bit, like work it out. <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to see. Cause I refuse to believe that those are the sizes that they, I think they're supposed to stretch. And and I'm just not. I just have time to stretch. But my my shaper mitts feel feels good. I should have bought three or four pair of these because I like the way these feel, you know. Um, but I tell you, my favorite ones are I bought off uh, HSN. Um, there's this woman there that I like, and she sells some underwear that I I just enjoy. I gotta go and look at the name. But I, I'm I'm a, I'm obsessed with these little shorts, you know. I, I'm I'm a, I'm obsessed with them because I need them to go all the way down the thigh. I like that, you know, because I've been having a little chafing for the first time. I've never had chafing before, but I think because I'm losing a little weight, um, that is just the body is just doing its own thing. So the chafing is a pain in the ass. I don't like it. So when I put these shorts on, these underwear shorts, um, it alleviates that, you know, so. So yeah, so yeah, so I, I feel I feel pretty good. I got on my my earrings that I bought from Black Wall Street. Uh, I had another pair of earrings. I bought these from Black Wall Street, but I don't like them. You know, I don't like hoops because hoops don't fall. They never fall right for me. And even though these are not a gigantic hoop, and it's not it's not the fringe, it's the hoop. The hoop is irritating to me. So so I don't know what I'm gonna do with these. I might I might just do something with them and pin them on something or make it a necklace or I don't know. I'll figure it out. You know, because I could always buy a piece of uh, a piece of yarn, you know, some orange yarn or whatever, some lime green or yarn and just bind up the uh, the the earpiece and just wrap it and then let it dangle like a, a necklace. I might do that. I, I could I could I could easily do like it could be like it could be like this or I could just do something like this and then it becomes a necklace. I'm crafty like that, people. I'm crafty like that. I'm crafty. I wanted to um because it is uh Hispanic Heritage Month. I wanted to uh put some stats up or give some people uh you know some some background. <coughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry. I got a little. I got a little tickle in my throat. Yeah. <coughs> I am so sorry, y'all. I don't know what that is. Well, I'm going to give you some, uh, 
I'm gonna give you some information from the from the uh the Pew Research Center. Uh that I think people would find uh uh interesting. Did you know? And and this is from the pre Pew Research Center, who I, I admire. I have a friend. I have a friend who worked there. I think I have a friend who still works there. So, and this was, uh, uh, this is uh, August 16, 2023. So this is very timely. Did I say welcome to Love, Babs, Love Talk? Welcome to Love, Babs, Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls, Ivy. Uh, let's see, what did I do? Let me, I, I don't tend to say what I did last. I didn't do too much last night, I don't think. I had a, a Long Wharf Theater Board meeting and a Planned Parenthood Board meeting. So I went to the Long Wharf Theater Board meeting, which we are now hosting at the Chamber of Com Commerce uh, downtown New Haven. I got good parking. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, let me give you 11 facts about Hispanic origin groups in the United States, because I think this is important. So in in 2022, there were 63.7 million Hispanics living in these United States. The U.S. Hispanic population has diverse origins in Latin America and Spain. So recently, the origins of U.S. Hispanics have begun to shift as patterns of immigration from Latin America change, notably. Notably, the number of Mexican immigrants living in the U.S. has fallen as the number of immigrants who identify as Dominican, Venezuelan, Guatemalan, Honduran, Salvadoran, or with another Hispanic origin has grown. So here are 11 facts about the U.S. Hispanic population, its origin groups, and how these groups differ from one another. This analysis is based primarily on data from the U.S. Census Bureau's 2021 American Community Survey. So, one, eight Hispanic origin groups had at least one million people living in the United States in 2021. The five largest Hispanic populations in the U.S. by origin group were Mexicans, at 37.2 million, Puerto Ricans by 5.8 million, Salvadorans, 2.5 million, Dominicans, which I didn't know this, I didn't know, Dominicans, 2.4 million, and Cubans, 2.4 million. The other three origin groups with populations over a million were Guatemalans, 1.8 million, Colombians, 1.4 million, and Hondurans, 1.1 million. I did not know this. I did not know this. So that's good. Eight Hispanic origin groups that had at least 1 million people living in the United States in 2021. Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, Salvadorans, Dominicans, Cubans, um, Guatemalans, Colombians, and Hondurans. That is pretty good. That's pretty interesting. I did not know that. Ven Number two, Venezuelans, Dominicans and Guatemalans are the fastest growing Hispanic origin groups. Between 2010 and 2021, the Venezuelan population in the United States increased by 
169 percent from 240,000 to 640,000. And this was by far the, the greatest rate growth among Hispanic origin groups. Dominicans and Guatemalans had the next fastest group growth rates at 60%. In contrast, Mexicans, the largest Hispanic origin group, had the slowest growth rate at 13%. 13%. So in contrast, Mexicans, the largest Hispanic, Hispanic origin group, had the slowest growth rate. Do you get that? The slowest growth rate. However, the Mexican origin population added a larger number of people than any other origin group, 4.3 million from 2010 to 2021. The next largest increases were Puerto Ricans, 1.1 million, Dominicans, uh, 910,000, Guatemalans, 660,000, and Salvadorians, 660,000. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's amazing what you'll learn if you just look for the answers. So three, the share of Hispanics in the U.S. who speak English proficiently has increased. So I'm tired of people saying, oh, you, this is America speaking English. Well, English is not is not the language of America. We don't have no national language. We don't. So there you go. So it could be Spanish. It could be anything. Whatever whatever people speak, that's what it could be. So anyway, in 2021, 72% of U.S. Hispanics age five and older either spoke only English at home or spoke English very well, up from 65% in 2010. And during that time, both U.S.-born and immigrant Hispanics became more proficient in the language because they got tired of these white people telling them, speak English. This is America. You know, that that mess. So the share of U.S.-born Hispanics who were proficient grew from 88% to 91%, and the share among immigrant Hispanics grew from 32% to 38%. <coughs> In 2021, Spaniards, 95%. Panamanians, 87%. Puerto Ricans, 83%, had the highest shares of English proficiency and Hondurans with 47%, Guatemalans with 51%, Venezuelans with 50, 56%, and Salvadorans with 56% had the lowest shares. I find this all interesting. So number four, the next four, fourth fact is immigrants are a declining share of the U.S. Hispanic population. Do you hear that? Immigrants are a declining share of the U.S. Hispanic population. About one-third, 32%, of all U.S. Hispanics were immigrants in 2021, down from 37% in 2010. U.S. births to Hispanic parents outpaced the arrival of new immigrants in that span. As a result, the U.S.-born Hispanic population grew by 10.7 million, while the immigrant population grew by 1.1 million. Immigrants comprised a smaller share of nearly all Hispanic origin groups in the United States in 2021 than they had in 2010. The sharpest decline was among Hispanics of Ecuadorian and Nicaraguan, Nicaraguan origin by 11, percent, 11 percentage points each. Venezuelans were the exception. The immigrant share rose from 69% to 76%.
That's pretty cool. <clears throat> so the share of immigrants in nearly all the largest Hispanic, Hispanic origin groups in the U.S. fell between 2010 and 2021. And then they give you a chart of Venezuelans, Guatemalans, Peruvians, Hondurans, uh, Nicaraguans, Argentines, Salvadorans, um, Colombians, Ecuadorians, Chileans, Costa Ricans, Cubans, Dominicans, Panamanians, uh, Mexicans, and Spaniards. So number five, the vast majority of U.S. Hispanics, the vast majority of U.S. Hispanics are U.S. citizens. About 81% of Hispanics living in, the, in this country in 2021 were U.S. citizens up from 74% in 2010. U.S. citizens include people born in the U.S. and its territories, including Puerto Rico. People born abroad to American parents and immigrants who have become U.S. citizens through naturalization. Among Hispanic, Hispanic origin groups, virtually all Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens. Spaniards, 95%. Panamanians, 90%. Cubans, 82%. And Mexicans, 81%, have some of the highest citizenship rates, while Hondurans and Venezuelans, 51% each, have the lowest rates. Number six, most Hispanic immigrants have lived in the United States for at least a decade. Nearly four in five Hispanic immigrants, 78%, have lived in the United States for more than 10 years, up from 64% in 2010. Panamanians, 80, 87%, and Mexicans, 86%. Immigrants are most likely to have lived in the United States for more than 10 years. On the other hand, Venezuelan immigrants, 62%, and Honduran immigrants, 48%, are most likely to have lived in the U.S., for 10 years or less. Number seven, the makeup of the U.S. Hispanic population varies widely across major metropolitan cities. So in the U.S. overall, Mexicans make up the greatest share of U.S. Hispanics at 60%. No other origin group makes up even 10% of U.S. Hispanics. But these, share differ, these shares differ dramatically in specific metropolitan areas, the metro, the metro areas in the Midwest, West and South, with the largest Hispanic populations, tend to be predominantly Mexican, with notable exception, exceptions, Miami and Orlando. About three quarters of Hispanics in the Chicago, 78%, and LA, 75%, uh, uh, identifies Mexicans, as do 71% in Houston. So on the other hand, Hispanic populations in the Northeast metro areas tend to be more diverse. For instance, no origin group makes up more than 30% of the New York and Boston metro area Hispanic population. Do you hear that? No, no origin group makes up more than 30% of the New York, Boston metro area Hispanic populations. 
So you got a lot of Hispanic people of different origins uh, uh, in New York and Boston. Other metro areas across the country stand out as distinctive his Hispanic enclaves. For example, Puerto Ricans make up 43% of Hispanics in, Puerto in Orlando, Florida. Cubans make up 40% of Hispanics in Miami. Salvadorians account for 31% of Hispanics in Washington, D.C. And each of these origin groups is the largest in its respective metro area. <clears throat> That's pretty, that's pretty interesting, I think. Number eight, <clears throat> the U.S. Hispanic population is aging, but remains younger than Americans overall. <laughs> Did you hear me? The U.S. population is aging, but remains younger than Americans overall. The median age of U.S. Hispanics increased from 26 to three years in 2010, to 29.5 years in 2020, yet they remain much younger than the overall population, which has a median age of 37.8 in 2021. So the median age of U.S. born Hispanics was just 21 years compared with 44 uh, among immigrant Hispanics. Huh. So among U.S. Hispanics, Cubans, Argentines had the highest median age in 2021 at 40. 40.0 and 38.5 years, respectively. Guatemalans, 26.6, and Hondurans, 26.9, were the youngest origin group. They're going to outlive you, white people. They're going to outlive you, white people. All you crotchety old white people, y'all, and they know it. That's why they're doing all they can to, you know, set rules and laws and regulations to curtail the movements of black and brown people. But I digress. <laughs> the share of the U.S. So, so some Hispanic groups are more. Uh, some Hispanic groups age more than the overall U.S. Hispanic population. There we go. Number nine. <clears throat> the share of U.S. Hispanic adults with a bachelor's degrees is growing. These Hispanic folks getting educated, y'all. They're getting educated. One in five Hispanic ages 25 and older had a bachelor's degree or higher in 2021. While this year was less than half the overall U.S. population, 38%, it was up from 13% of Hispanic adults in 2010. Wow. That's pretty, pretty cool. So, uh, among Hispanic origin groups, Venezuelans and Argentines had the highest shares of people 25 and older with bachelor's degrees or more, and Guatemalans and Salvadorians had the lowest shares. Notably, the share of people with at least a bachelor's degree increased from every Hispanic origin group uh, between 2010 and 2021. Number 10, household incomes vary widely among uh, Hispanic groups. Household incomes vary widely among Hispanic groups. The median household incomes for Hispanics in the U.S. in 2020 was $59,000, below the overall U.S. median of $67,800. Among Hispanic origin groups, 
Argentines had the highest median household incomes at $80,000, while Hondurans and Dominicans had the lowest median household incomes at $50,000 each. I I feel like we're dispelling some myths here. I I get that sense. Uh, Home ownership rates, and this is the, the last fact from the Pew Research Center, Home ownership rates are rising among Hispanic households. So Hispanic home ownership rates in the U.S. rose slightly between 2010 and 2021, from 47% to 51%. However, those rates trailed uh, the rate for all U.S. households, which was 65% in both years. The origin groups with the highest home ownership rates in 2021 were Spaniards, you know, the people from Spain. And, and then the Argentines, the people from Argentina. Uh, and they were about twice, they were about twice as likely to own their homes as Dominicans and Hondurans and the groups with the lowest rates of uh, 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 home ownership. So of the 17 Hispanic origin groups in this analysis, 11 uh, saw their home ownership rates increase by at least two percentage points between 2010 and 2021. Panamanians' rates increased by 7.8 percentage points, the largest gain, percentage gain of any group. So if you want to know more about this, uh, go, they have a detailed fact sheet. Uh, go to the, the Pew Research Center and look up detailed fact sheet. <laughs> and this will tell you, this, this will give you the demographic, the employment, the income characteristics for the 17 largest Hispanic groups. Uh, and this was, uh, you know, and this was, this, this was published in 2019 and it was updated um, in uh, 2021. Uh, so, uh, no, in August, 2023, I'm sorry, it was updated. So, so yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, his, uh, his Hispanic Heritage Month. And I think, I think this is a good time that we turn our attentions to, uh, uh, to these kinds of things. Because I think, you know, we have people out there who are uh, decidedly happy to share misinformation uh, to people, you know, to, to, to arouse uh, people's stupidity around um, race and ethnicity and culture. You know, because people are stupid. And they'll, you know, a lot of people just follow along. They just follow along. Uh, and if they're not willing to read or do some research, they'll just assume that, you know, every immigrant that comes over here got their hand out. And so what if they did? We got enough, you know. And and we can't say, well, our people over here are hungry and starving. Well, our people over here are hungry and starving because we've not done enough to help them. That's just the God's honest truth. It's not because we don't, we lack something and that we, you know, it's, we, we're going to give away everything to these people on the street. That's not it. <laughs> We we just don't want to help them, and, and we don't want to say we don't want to help them. So we so we make all these you know these ridiculous statements and come up with all these ras- ridiculous rationales that are rooted in fear and hate mongering rather than truth. We have enough we have enough resources to feed everybody. We have enough resources to house everybody. We just don't want to do it. We just don't want to do it. So so I would prefer if we just say that rather than well. This, that, and the other thing. We have to raise taxes or whatever. Most people don't even know where their taxes go. They have no idea 
how their taxes are broken down in this country. If you put the tax chart up and said, this is what, you know, all these little, what they consider entitlements don't even rate on the budget scale. So you're not losing out. Your taxes are not going up on the backs of poor people. That's stupid. And if you think that, you're stupid. And you need to go get some education around what your tax dollars are really paying for. Because you're not, you are not, your tax dollars are not going to just lollygagging, paying for people. You know, it is not. <laughs> That's just the most, and they keep telling these stories. And people just like, yeah, well, my tax is going up. I pay taxes. They should pay taxes. Do you know how much money these immigrants send home? Do you know how much money they pay in taxes without the benefit of benefiting from paying for taxes? Ah, we walk in ignorance so much. Let's try walking in truth. How about that? This is what I, I can't have these conversations with people because I get wedded to this with my, my taxes. You don't even know how your tax dollars are broken down. You have no idea what the biggest tax, the biggest tax drain on the American American budget. And it is not these little less than 2% entitlement programs. Swear to God. So, huh. anyway, it's Hispanic. So tomorrow I'll, I'll get, I got into that. So I think that's just the groundwork for what we'll talk about all week for the remainder of the, for the, remainder of the month. And then tomorrow I'll find some other facts. Uh, but I thought that was useful information. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I I thought that was a uh, uh, I, I thought that was a good a good uh, a good intro into getting us in our right minds about uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. So the so the federal taxes that you pay to the government, right, to invest in the country and to provide goods and services for the benefit of American people. And, you know, the, the three biggest categories of expenditures are uh, major health programs, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, right? Uh, and so uh, uh, th those are those are lofty things. And we, we could we, we could uh, we could absolutely take care of people. We just choose not to, you know. So so. 14% of the budget, 14% of the budget provides assistance to families and individuals in need. 14%. So uh, imagine if it was a little more than that, what we could do. So so we have, we have a thing called mandatory spending, right? So man mandatory spending includes entitlements, what, like I was saying, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and veteran affairs benefits and services. And, and they're called entitlements uh, because the government takes money out of your paycheck to fund them. So you're entitled to these benefits once you meet certain conditions, you know. And uh, and these things are, are the things that you hear about always being weaponized in the conversation, um, in, in congressional conversations uh, in DC, you know. Well, you know, there's always this race to, you know, to chop that 14% down to nothing. <laughs> but nothing about the, the 70, you know, the whole 70 other percent of stuff. <laughs> ah, uh, you know, listen, uh, 
I, and listen, we, we know we need a military, uh, but I, you know, I dare say, I think we nickel and dime them to death too. Uh, and, 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 and we have to be prepared to take care of them on the back end of wars. Um, and, and while they are in service to us, you know, so, uh, so let's see, uh, what does government spend the most money on? Well, I already said that. So, well, national defense, it, it's a lot of money to, you know, let freedom ring. <laughs> you know, but we got stuff that we got, we got to pay for transportation. We got to pay for education, you know, housing, social service programs. And I dare say, you know, if we, if we, if we spent more time taking care of some of these social, social ills, then that, that would free up a lot of money to do other things, you know, because I think what we do is we spend a lot of time band-aiding stuff, you know, like we'll let stuff bleed out. And then we're like, oh, 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 we better get a band-aid on that rather than just like, hey, let's eradicate this from the jump. If we do this, if we put this in place, that will take care of that. It'll get rid of this. And then we could go about the business of doing something else. But I don't know why we don't think like that. Well, I know why we don't think like that. Because we get into these squabbles about what people deserve, you know, and 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 nobody wants to feel like somebody is getting more than what they should getting, and they're working or not working, you know. It's that it's that mentality of other, other, all those then they are getting something that I'm not getting, and so we 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 legislate in that mindset all the time, you know. We we. We we legislate in that mindset. So um and it's uh it's uh it's debilitating. And it keeps us fearful of one another. Do you know what I mean? Like it just keeps us fearful. And if we could just start to remove those kinds of barriers and, and get people to think that it's shared destiny, you know, it's shared destiny. You want people who come to this country to have access to health care. You don't want them to be sick. You don't want them to go to jobs where you don't see them, but they're working sick. You don't want that. <coughs> you know, I don't, I don't understand why people can't sew this into their brains. You know, all they see is all oh, these people are getting something that I myself am not getting. I don't even know what that means. What are you not getting that you want? You know, what, do you, you seriously want to open up a Wawa in the hood somewhere? That's what you want, but you don't want these other people to do it? You know, I, I'm just trying to understand what it is that people think these other people are getting that they're not getting. And, and, and if we could just think about shared destiny, that's something that is not just for some, but for, for everyone. And we could just think about shared destiny as a way to, uh, uh, most of the budget goes toward defense, social security and major health programs. That's exactly what I said. Look at, but look at the small things that we, we pay for. Education is 3%, you know. Uh, benefits for veterans and federal retirement, 70%. Defense is 13%. Social Security is 21%. Health insurance. And you know how we could cure health insurance? If we just streamlined health insurance, you know, if we just streamlined it 
and made made it made it made Medicaid the, the just the way to go, the one payer system. You know what I mean? That would cut down on all this other foolishness. And then everybody could get online and get on board. And then people won't be going bankrupt trying to pay for medical bills, economic security programs. So, you know. Um, so this is from the Congressional Budget Office. 1% of law enforcement, science and medical research, 1%. National resources and agriculture, 1%. Transportation, 2%. All other, 5%. So I think, you know, uh, we certainly could, uh, we certainly could do a better job if we, if we adopt a, a model of shared destiny as opposed to us, them. <laughs> and, and stop wanting people to sort of have less based on circumstance. Do you know what I mean? If, if I mean, education is 2% of the budget. We have an edu education system that's failing. Well, you know, and we squabble over it and we want to cut that. Uh, science and research. I just feel like some of these priorities are a little bit skewed. I, I, don't, I don't think we ought to be messing with Social Security because we made a promise about Social Security. And if anything, we should shore it up and make sure that it is solvent in, in, into the into to the future. I I think, I think I think we could do that. You know, but we don't do that. Social Security is twenty one percent. Yeah, why don't why don't we why don't we protect that? Protect it. What's the problem? Health insurance, streamline that, fix it. Don't privatize it. Oh my God. Everybody wants, don't do that. We could run it. The government could run it and do it well. I mean, they do it already with Medicaid and Medicare. Do do it, just do a better job. Just make it. I, I think I think I'm biased because I think in Connecticut, the Husky, the Husky program is so good. You know, I I I I I I dare say if you lived in Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee, and, and them states like that, Louisiana. Your, your Medicaid is trash. <laughs> you you might as well you might as well get you some some witch doctors or whatever. The hell. <laughs> so I'm biased, heavily heavily biased, because Medicaid has been such a, a a good program and and good meaning. I don't mean without its without its problems and its kinks. I don't mean that. I mean for for what it provides. I never had a problem. When I had Medicaid, and I just came off Medicaid, I just got bounced off Medicaid because my income rose like a dollar. And so I had to get out and I was bummed. I was like, well, what can I, you know, <laughs> I, what can I, what can I do to stay on Medicaid? Cause I, I not, it's not because I don't want to pay nothing. It's just, it was so streamlined. Now I have Connecticut and, uh, and although it's 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 a bit of a a bump in in how I have to manage things, uh, you know, I have co-pays and all these different things and networks and ah, uh, that I I find that to be problematic because everybody is not in in line, and so never once did I feel less than on Medicaid. 
on the Husky program. And I had to have, and this is what, this is a good thing. So when the uh, Obamacare uh, uh, passed and it, and it, and I didn't get shut out because of pre-existing conditions. See, I had great health insurance. When I got divorced, I lost health insurance. And so um, uh, before the uh, Affordable uh, Care Act, um, I was just making arrangements with all my doctors um, to pay cash. And they were very good to me. They allowed me to do it um, so that I could continue with my doctors. And uh, and the Yale Healthcare Center uh, had a program uh, to catch women uh, who didn't have health insurance to get their uh, uh, pap smears and mammographies and all the blood tests that you need, that you need. So I had that part covered. And then um, uh, I was I made arrangements with my dentist so I could get a cleaning and I would pay cash and he charged me X amount of dollars, you know, which was really, really nice. Um, and uh, I kept my internist and paid him cat, you know, paid him out of my pocket. And then when the Affordable Care Act passed, all bets were off. Then I was able. Now my children, because they were adopted, uh, the the Husky Care uh, Insurance came with them, even though their father had amazing health insurance through Metro North. It was required um, as part of the adoption um, structure. Uh, that they had to carry um, the uh, Medicaid, the Husky program too, which was really nice because circumstances could change and you don't want children to be without health insurance. So nice touch, Connecticut, that that they did that. So my children was never, ever, ever a day in their lives when they were our children, when they became our children without health insurance. They weren't without health insurance when they were, in the foster care system because Connecticut provided. So when we adopted them, that became part, you know, um, they, they came, became part of, of, of their, their adoption uh, agreement that they would always have, you know, which I like because they didn't leave it to parents to try to figure out health insurance. Should one parent or both parents lose jobs or whatever, these children would be uh, uh, covered. And you need kids covered, right? When they're in these formative years. So so it worked out very, very well. So uh, when, the affir- for, when the affirmative, when the uh, 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 Obamacare took effect uh, uh, and I wasn't working, you know, cause I had all that other scandal mess going on and whatever, and I didn't have a job. So uh, I was able to come under Husky as their parent, as their ch- provider, as their, you know, their their parental provider. Um, and that was a little, little, a little thing that they had put in the adoption component too, that should a parent need the benefits of this, they could get it. And I, I got I got contacted and they were like, oh, you should get on this. You don't have any health insurance. Oh, this, that, and other. So I've been on Medicaid Husky for a very long time because I no job I, you know I have not had a job 
in a in a very long time that provided um health benefits. So so I I I came through Husky A, B, C, D. <laughs> and then this year, this year I was like, they were like, oh, you are a dollar over. Swear to God, you you can't be in this program. A dollar. <laughs> I'm not I I'm not making this up. A dollar. And they kick you off. So I was kicked off. So I had to find, so I had to go to the market, which the market was pretty good. You know, they, before they kick you off, they say, you're about to get kicked off. <laughs> Here's some options. And they run you some options based on what they already have on you and, and your profile and your age and all the determinants, right? So it's like, well, this and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And I was like, okay. I went on the exchange. They had already worked it up, which was really, really nice. So, and I had options. You know, what was I willing to pay out of pocket? Well, I knew I didn't want to pay a whole lot out of pocket. Like, I didn't want to get caught up um, um, having a, a, a monthly bill that I that might I might not be able to afford to keep up. I didn't I didn't want to find myself in that predicament. So, but they but all the options were really really infor- affordable. And and it really and what made me decide was there was more doctors in the network than than out of the network. So I just chose the one that had more of the doctors cuz I have a whole team of doctors. Uh I have a whole team. And so I didn't want to have to and you know, with the kind of health that I have, I did not want to have to build a team from scratch, you know, like get referrals and then have my doc, my, 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 my records sent over, get them up to speed on what is happening. Like, I didn't want to go through that. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. Cause it'll feel like I'm starting scratch. So the only loss that I have taken is my, my, my dentist. And I'm really bummed. I, I'm so bummed about that, that I'm almost willing to pay out of pocket to go back to my dentist. You know, because I, I really like my dentist. Anyway. So I say that to say, uh, we, we, we can do so much good in the world if we put our minds to it. I had such a good experience. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing to not have to be worried about medical bills. You know, now I have a stack of medical bills only because, you know, if you go someplace, they don't accept, you know, they they have to bill you for the copay. I was like, come on. <laughs> you know, I was like, can I just pay for it right now? Or we're not equipped to take that. So you gonna submit. So now I got like a little stack of copays that I gotta run through. It's not a lot, not even a hundred dollars. Maybe it might be a hundred and twenty dollars that I could knock knock off, you know. But I, I just I just don't like doing that. Like that seems like something I have to stay on top of. Like one more, one more straw for the camel's back, right? I'm like, can't y'all just be prepared, you know, to accept, you know, my debit card or some cash? Nope, we can't do it. Okay. So my cardiologist, I swipe. They have no problem. Uh they they take it. Uh my internist, my my general physician who's an internist. They take it. Um, but everybody else, they bill me. They send me a bill. You know. And it's uh 
and it's challenging because they are sending you the bill before the insurance kicks in. So you get a bill and you're like, what? And then it says, in the, oh, the insurance hasn't kicked in, you know, some language like that. And then you, you got to sit on it because you don't want to pay uh, some amount uh, because it, it might, it's not going to be the right amount. So you have to wait. But in the meantime, it looks like you're not paying your damn bill, right? It's that, it's that kind of craziness. So it looks like you're not paying your bill. So I remember when I first got it, I was calling. I was like, what? They're like, no, 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 relax. No, the insurance hasn't kicked in. I said, but you're sending me a bill. You're sending me a bill with aggressive language. <laughs> She's like, no, no, don't worry. Just, you know, I was like, is this, I, I don't understand. You're sending me a bill with aggressive language. I'm calling you to find out what is happening. Oh no, it's the insurances are working it out. As we do this all the time. I say, but in the meantime, you're sending me aggressive languaging bills. <sighs> well, it's going to take me a minute to get back used to this kind of mess. So anyway, I say all that to say sheer destiny. <laughs> shared, shared, shared destiny. Shared destiny. Medicaid is only 8%. 8% 8, 8 of the, uh, the federal budget. Welfare seven percent, Medicare twelve percent, uh, uh, interest on the debt—you know all the money that we owe—fifteen percent, defense. Well, th this is old numbers, so the numbers that Harry had up earlier, twenty percent. Veterans veterans benefits two percent, natural resources and tech, education three percent, and then miscellaneous. I don't even know what falls in miscellaneous. Uh, I don't even know, so. You know, it's just, uh, uh, and I, there's some new numbers. This is the 2021 numbers uh, for fiscal 2022. 27% uh, military. That's a lot. You know, uh, so. But you know, I'm I'm reading the uh, War Resisters League, uh, and they they analyze the federal, the federal funds, uh, outlays, and uh, and they they go through the stuff with a fine tooth comb, you know, because their whole thing is we you know we don't need to be in war, <laughs> and. Uh, and uh and, and we're gonna do everything we can to show you uh you know why we shouldn't be in war you know and 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 and, and why we're spending so much money so so we have a uh five billion five point three billion dollar budget um federal funds this is for fiscal 2024. So military is at uh 43%, right? So that's that's a 2.2 billion dollar enterprise. And uh that's a that's a lot of money, kids. A lot of money. And uh 
you know, I think until people sort of wrap their brain around uh, how we spend money in this country, you know, and, and it's a lot. It takes a lot to sort of sit and try to understand this stuff. I get it. I get it. Because, you know, it's a lot. But I'm going to take a break. And then we'll come back and uh, we'll get into something else. So uh, keep it locked. I love saying that. I steal that from other radio stations. Keep it locked. 103.5 WNHH. <laughs> I'll be back. I thought we was going to play some hip hop. Although I, I like this too. on my mind trying to explain what can't be defined and for so long it's been so strong suddenly it's clear now that I can hear these love notes the ones that I wrote oh these melodies there are some memories And these love notes I found in an old coat Mean something new All because of you Someone to lean on, can you hear me? Come near me I've been dreaming my angel will come But I never expected that you'd be the one Now I've found you I wanna stay around you Suddenly it's clear Now that I can hear that I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories These love notes I found in an old coat Means something new All because of you
ones that we wrote These melodies Here are our memories Oh, these love notes I found in an old coat They mean something new All because of you Oh, well. 
I'm thinking about when we gon' touch. I'm thinking about when we gon' touch. I'm thinking about when we gon' touch. I'm thinking about when we gon' I still ride for you Only girl that I want is you I ain't looking but I still found you Showing you something others again can't do Got me feeling no way When they say you the same ain't in the head So don't go away I ain't gonna let you go away I'ma keep you right here to myself I ain't trying to show no one else We can keep it on alone But you can still let them out the second though Tell me why you pray with it I'm just trying to tell you I ain't playing with it. The mother niggas lying with it. I'ma show you that I ain't the same with it. I don't wanna let you fall away. I don't wanna go nowhere. Uh, tell my mother she's gonna fall away. Cause you found a better one. I don't wanna let you fall away. I don't wanna let you fall away. Oh. I'm thinking about when we gon' touch. 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 She said she got a new deck. The way she got me feeling got me dropping on my boot decks. I'm just trying to do that. Get you over here, I'ma show you us a few decks. She said she wanna roll, we can go. Anywhere that you wanna go She said she wanna be next to me Ain't no other place you'd rather be Got me feeling up when I'm with you Wanna feel you up when I'm with you Feeling like a drive when I'm with you Wanna where you are when I'm with you And I ain't gonna Do what you got me feeling I'ma take my time Hi, this is Dad Soul Bindy from New Day's Connecticut And you're listening to me the second hour of love babs love talk on babs rose ivy i'm trying to see what's at the movies what is at the movies i don't even know what's at the movies i think the last time i knew something was at the movies the barbie movie i didn't go see that i'm gonna wait for it to stream i'm just gonna wait for it to stream hate me uh see what was at the movies this summer let's see Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Indiana Jones. I'll wait for it to stream. Oh, The Little Mermaid. Oh, Mission Impossible. Everybody. The Book Club. Uh, Blue Beetle. The Barbie movie. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for all this to show up somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what would... I don't, I don't know what would get me to the movie. I don't know. I thought it would be... Um, 
I thought it would be Indiana Jones. Because I, I love the Indiana Jones movies. But I, I didn't go see it. <laughs> so so I, so I have no idea uh, what would drag me to the movies. I think some gushy big screen love story with black people would get me to the movies. I think that would do it. Do you know what I mean? Maybe another Godzilla movie. I don't know. I, I don't know. What's coming for... What's coming for fall? Do people go to fall? Fall 23, 2023. I'm I'm ready to I'm not really ready to go to movies, I don't think. What's coming? Uh let me see. Oh, that's stupid. Uh Bonaparte movie. Which is revisionist. You know Josephine was what? Caribbean. Yet again, a white woman, because you know, whatever. Uh, let me see what's let me see what's what's coming. I guess I could look at the digital fix. Can you just tell me what movies are coming? Golly, it just takes a lot to get to. Uh, oh, let me go to Variety. They might be able to tell me. Nope, they're not telling me. Let's see. Anticipated movies in late 2023. The Marvels. Wonka. How many times can they make a Willy Wonka movie? How many times? I, I don't know what... I, I guess because you got to push the envelope every time you do that, that movie. Is it really a good enough movie to keep making over and over and over again? <sighs> Megan. I didn't see any of that. I don't I don't like scary movies. I don't give a damn. Megan Saw X or Saw what is it? Saw X, Saw 10. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to see that. The Exorcist Believer? Oh, that's coming in October. Okay, everything. Okay, so these are the horror films that are coming. Megan. I didn't see the first Megan, so I'm not going to see this. Uh, Talk to me. I'm not gonna go see that, and I and I'm not gonna go see uh Saw, an Exorcist believer in October. Nope, not seeing it. Mm -mm. And then uh, Trolls Band Together, Wish, and Wonka. How many times can we see Wonka? Oh my God. And then uh, Martin Scorsese's The Killers of the Flower Moon um, and Ridley Scott's Napoleon. <sighs> I mean, I like Martin Scorsese. I, I, I caught him in a little bit of an interview. I read something of a little bit of an interview when he was talking about when he was, was doing this film and he was writing it or whatever he was doing. And he realized this film was just full of white people and nothing about the indigenous people. <laughs> well you know what uh, Mr. Scorsese it's glad that you had that epiphany now before you died because all your movies are about white people but I digress uh, and you have some of the best movies I love so there's that I don't watch Scorsese movies and like why aren't there more black people in them because his movies are mob movies and I don't need that kind of drama in my life so uh 
80 for Brady was out. Knock at the Cabin. There's this other movie with uh, Washington. He's like trying to save a kid or something, or not a kid. I'm trying to save the Terminator. <laughs> so the Terminator is a kid. That's how I'm seeing this. Ant-Man, that was in February. Uh, Cocaine Bear. Oh, I was never seeing that. Creed three though, I would like to see. I need that to uh I need that to stream. Cause I saw I think I saw one and two. And uh oh maybe I didn't see two. Cause they're not easy to find, the Creed movies from the Rocky franchise. I think I seen them both. Scream was out in March. I'm not seeing that. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I didn't see that. John Wick. I would see John Wick only because uh, Keanu Reeves is so fine. So, so fine. So fine. Dungeons and Dragons. That was never my thing. So, yeah, no. Uh, Chevalier, which I could watch because it's on Hulu. My my what that was on April seventh. Uh, you know, I don't know if it did well. I don't know. I could go and look. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. I don't like none of that stuff. I'm glad I don't have kids. Uh, Renfield. I might watch Renfield only because I like vampire movies, and this seems to be a take on a. It's like a funny send up of a Dracula. Because you know Renfield was Dracula's right hand man, and uh, you know he had to you know get that casket around the world, kind of thing. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not not a fan of it. I could that could stream. Book Club. I saw Book Club one. I could see the next chapter. That would be a fun movie that would stream. I could watch it in the bed. You know what I mean. Fast, fast 10? What is this? Yeah, fast 10. Oh my God. How many Fast and Furious This thing is like, I don't even know what this is. I've never watched any of those movies. So I have no, I've no awareness of them. But you know, when I'm someplace and they have it on, I'll watch it. Like bits and pieces of it. But I've never sat and watched like, the first one. There are like 10 movies in this thing. The Little Mermaid. I don't have any little kids. I'm not interested. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I think this is the second one, right? The sequel to Enter the Spider-Verse. I mean, I think this is cool. It's not my thing. Transformers, Rise of the Beast. Oh, I didn't see that. I, I like these kind of movies and I don't like, they scare me. Elemental. I'm not watching that. Cartoon things, no. Uh, no Hard Feelings, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, that'd be a good movie to screen, stream. The Flash. Uh, we'll see. I mean, eh. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I would like to see that. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. All right. I mean, Tom Cruise, it's time for you to get another franchise. 
Barbie, I wait for it to stream. Oppenheimer, I wait for it to stream. Haunted Mansion, people keep saying I would like this. I probably would. Uh, Blue Beetle, no, that's a no. Strays, no. I don't, I don't even like dogs in real life. I'm not going to like them on screen. Bottoms, kid movie, nope. Grand uh, Turismo, well, this is a racing movie, right? Eh, maybe. The Nun 2, no, these are mean nuns killing each other or whatever. Or, uh, the Expendables, oh, this is Sylvester Stallone's thing? No. Uh, I will see A Haunting in Venice, only because I think I love Kenneth Branagh taking on uh, these uh, Hercule Poirot uh, roles. Because I'm a huge Agatha Christie fan. And I love every turn that he has taken in these roles. So, so yeah, I, I would see that. I would see... Uh, uh, um, I would go see A Haunting in Venice. This is inspired by Agatha Christie's uh, uh, Halloween party. So... I mean, it's got a lot of cool people in it. So I will go see that. Saw 10? No, I don't like that kind of stuff. The Creator. This is the one I was talking about. The fictitious and daunting possibilities of AI will explore uh, will be explored through Gareth Edwards' forthcoming sci-fi feature. The Creator is set in a post-apocalyptic post uh, universe, one plagued by a war between humans and AI. Uh, Terminator! Terminator, Terminator. Uh, and John David Washington is set to star alongside. So it's out, right? I would go see this. Because I like this kind of stuff because it always feels like uh, passes prologue. <laughs> it always feels like, get, get ready, people. Because, I mean, we have embraced AI without a thought, without a care, without any moral compass. <laughs> All of us, me, myself included. I, you know, I talk to Siri all the time. Hey, Siri, turn on this. Hey, uh, uh, Alexa, do this, do that. You know, I, so I, I'm in too, but to a point. To a point. But these kinds of movies, I'm telling you, they are a precursor to what's to come. We, we are, we are, we are AIing ourselves to extinction. I, I want to see that though. I'm gonna I'm gonna go see that. That comes out on uh, September 29th. I might go to the movies to see it only because I like that kind of stuff. The Kill Room. I saw the I saw the uh, I saw the previews for this. I'm a huge Uma Thurman fan, and anything that Samuel Jackson does, I'm into. Uh, uh, and I think Joe uh, Mangianello is gorgeous but i don't know about this a hitman uh mangianello his boss jackson and an art dealer thurman find themselves entangled in a money laundering scheme that quickly turns the killer into an overnight sensation the trio finds themselves navigating the highs and lows that come from both sides of the art world against the underworld now this is intriguing enough for me to be like huh I might, I might dig this. It's got all the right things, but it might scare me too much. I don't know, but I think I'm gonna give it a go. 
Only because I like Uma Thurman. And, and it's nice to see her on the big screen. And then the Killers of the Flower Moon. So Martin Scorsese, as I said, started with this thing. Uh, it's a up, it's a Western uh, with Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro. Um, you know, the Flower Moon tells the story of a series of murders of the wealthy uh, Osaga people and the FBI's subsequent investigation of their deaths. Um, so it's uh, got a lot of good people in this one. So I might I might catch this. I might I might I might roll up on this. I might roll up on this. Because he 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 was telling the story and he realized I'm telling this story, but I'm not telling it with Indians in it. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, welcome to being woke. Welcome to the enlightenment, uh, Martin Scorsese. Whatever. The Exorcist Believer. Nope. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna sit that one out. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't know. Is that a horror? Nope. I'm, I don't do horror. Dune. Well, I didn't get a chance to see the remake of Dune. It looked looked long and boring. The first one was long and boring. The Marvels, the sequel to the Marvels 2019 uh, story for Captain Marvel. Uh, Brie Larson's powerful characters joined by. Uh, Iman Vellani's Ms. Marvel and Tiana Paris, Monica Rambeau in the latest MC, M, uh, MCU team up. Okay. Samuel Jackson is in this too as Nick Fury. And then uh, the next goal wins. Uh, they got a white coach in the middle of these. Uh, unorthodox soccer coach Thomas Ragon. Okay. Another white savior movie? All right. I might pass on that, but it might make you feel good. The Hunger Games. I might see that. I kind of dug the Hunger Games. Don't ask me why. They were kind of weird, but I dug it. I guess because my kids were at the age where this was their thing, and they read the books, and so they wanted to see the movies, and that was our thing. There's a movie, you gotta read the book. So, uh, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. So I don't know. I mean, I think this is like a kid movie. But I think what would win me over is Viola Davis. Because I, I, I love seeing her on the screen. But I don't know if I could sit through that. The trolls band together. Oh, trolls like the dogs? Oh, hell no. Deuces. Uh, Wish. Oh, this is some Disney 100th anniversary mess. No, I'm going to pass on that. And uh, Napoleon with uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays a notorious French uh, uh, commander, Napoleon de Bonaparte. Uh, the film stars Vanessa Kirby as Empress Josephine. I, I'm pretty sure uh, Josephine was a colored woman. But all right. But is Vanessa Kirby colored? I don't you know, they'll just make up as they go along. I like Joaquin, but I don't know if I'm a, I don't know if I'm gonna go see this mess. It just looks messy. Uh Wonka. No. Although I think this little Timothy Shamalot, Shalamet, Shalamet, Shalamu, uh, is good looking. He's no Johnny Depp, but he's a cutie pie. No, I'm not going to see that. And my kids are like that. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. 
I mean, seeing Jason Momoa, that's it. <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa, uh, uh, <laughs> need I say more? I don't even know who else is in this thing. Who ca Who cares? <laughs> who cares? The color purple. I don't think I can see this. And and I, I, I think is this the mu? It's a musical. Oh. it's a musical. It's a musical. It's a musical. I'm 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 turning over in my brain. I like a musical. I know the story. I don't think I want to sing about it. I I don't I don't think I want to sing about it. I just don't. I was like I know I know Oprah is wedded to this goddamn. I know Oprah is wedded to this film, to the color purple. Oh, girl. And it's a musical. I don't know, Oprah. I don't think you're gonna get people to the movies for this. I, I don't I don't think so. On Christmas Day? Are you kidding? I don't I don't think I I don't think so. But I, I'm not in this game. I'm just telling you what I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna spend Christmas Day in the movie singing to color purple. Because that movie is hard. And in the end, it's redeeming, but you gotta sit through all the other mess. I, I don't I don't wanna sit through white people beating us up. I don't wanna sit through black people beating each other up. I don't wanna sit through violence. I don't wanna sit through rape. I don't I just don't wanna do it. And then to put a song and dance to it, I don't think so. Sorry, Oprah. I love you, but no. Uh Ferrari. On to Christmas opens December? No. But I do want to see this only because I'm a huge fan of Adam Driver. I mean, he's sexy. He's a good looking man. I, and I want to see this because I like race cars, but not on Christmas. But that's just me. I, I don't speak for everybody. I speak for a party of one. <laughs> I just I just speak for a party of one. That's it. That's all I know. So, so that's the movies. That's all the movies that are hitting the hitting the big screen that have hit and are hitting. So, so I I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll 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 make my choices, and then I'll see what's on. Uh, I think I have to get me one more streaming service. I think I have to get I have to get Prime. I think I have to get the Prime. I have Hulu, Disney, Hulu, Disney, and I think that's it. But I, I think I want something else. I don't know, Harry. I think I'm gonna have to do like you and wait for Prime Day again, where you could get all these things for like a penny for like six weeks or something. And then I'll have to set my alarm for the day before so I could cancel. Because I don't want all this stuff. So I'll wait. You let me know when the next sale is. Right? Do they, don't they do it on Prime Day? I think it's Prime Day. I think I want I think I think want it on Prime Day. So. Because there's things that are streaming on stuff 
that I don't have access to. And I'm like, damn it. I guess we thought we were so smart on tethering, cutting the cord. (laughs) You know, we didn't want to be packaging. Oh, Lord. So. So much, so much. I didn't know there was a, 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 what is Riverview Guest Home? What is that? Oh, it's a 50-bed nursing home and resident care facility on Lexington Avenue. In in New Haven, my brother lives on Lexington Avenue. I never paid any attention to that. Okay. Oh, here we come with a uh, land bank authority created. I'll pay attention to that later. Uh is going oh i think this weekend is uh no is it this weekend i hope it's not gosh um i don't think it is when is the um audubon festival audubon festival you know the audubon block party oh lord uh so surplus reaches 22 million Minus the $15 million settlement. Okay. Okay, city of New Haven, be all right. Uh, I don't got no dog in that fight. I'm a, there's a lot of comments. So people were saying something. So uh, I'm going to go and look and see. You know, I could tell if something's very popular by the number of comments that people levy at it. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, the, the 15 million is coming out of city's general rainy day fund. Oh, no, I'm with you. The police should be paying for this. They should be paying it. The police budget is 53 million. All that money should come out of there, but uh, I'm not the... Oh, when is it, Harry? October 10th and the 11th? So Amazon announced second second Prime Day sales event will be held in October. Sorry, I'm jumping over from the New Haven Independent to what's really important, the Amazon Prime Day sales. Because, Harry, if they give me a good deal for some of these streaming services, you know, like you did last time, I think I might take the bait. Because there's some stuff I want to see. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I can't have five streaming devices at $5 and $10 and 20. I can't do it. That's, you know, that stuff adds up. I know. Am I whining? I sound like I'm whining. What happens? You know what, Harry? I, now I hate to say this. I miss the days when you just get the package, when you would get Showtime, HBO, Cinemax, and all the channels in. Can't get that now. Now every little thing is streamed. Every little thing is streamed. Now these, even the networks, Harry, you watch something on NBC, you could catch it on Hulu or whatever, or Paramount Plus. But you can't watch the stuff on Paramount Plus on the networks. Ain't that some mess? Oh my God. You talk about the oldest profession, hustling. And that's not the good kind of hustling. I'm just I'm I'm just annoyed by this. So, because there's some stuff that I want to watch. You know, I've never watched the Chai. 
the shy Chicago. And I think I need to start from the beginning because I think it's off now, right? I think it's done. So I think I could go back and just start from the beginning and watch. Uh, but people really love that show. And the young man that is in the lead, you know, he has has had an, uh, a metamorphosis. So I think I might try to, but I don't think I, I have the channel where it comes. I don't think I have the streaming services it's on. So I think that's what I'll have to do is get the streaming service. And uh, stream, 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 stream. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, so, yeah, I got to I got to I got to I got to do that. I got to figure that out. So let me write that down. <laughs> Prime day. Prime day. I'm sure they will advertise from here to God knows. Uh, they need to make these services an entitlement for anybody over 50. <laughs> I co-sign. <laughs> I'm with you, Harry. This is getting to be ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to see what I can get into. They need to make these services an entitlement for anybody over 50. I'm with you, Harry. Ain't no reason why. I need somebody. This is what I need. This is what I need, Harry. I need somebody to get together and say, I'm going to offer all these things for one price. That would, And even if it's like 20 bucks or 30 bucks, I think people would go for it. Like if I could get all the things. Because there's a lot of things that I want. Like, I wouldn't mind having the little Britain one, you know, the, the little Britain TV, the English one, where you don't have all the English. Because I love the English shows. I love the English shows. But And you could just tune into PBS, right? PBS, Masterpiece Theater. And they would run all these shows. They would run them all. Not anymore. Now they got their own little streaming service. And now you got to buy their streaming service to see all the the good English shows. Bummer, 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 bummer. You know, or, uh, I mean, there's a lot of streaming shows out, streaming things, and they're not free. <laughs> it's just not free. And I'm so bummed by that. So very bummed by that. On top of Harry, I need a new TV. Should I wait for it? I, so everybody's going to have, everybody's going to, yeah, the Brit box. I want the Brit box. <laughs> Let me make a note. I want Brit box. I feel like, I know there's some other ones. I think Paramount. There's some other ones that I want too. I know it. Some other mess that I want. Oh, there's the black, oh, the mahogany. <laughs> The mahogany, mahogany, mahogany. The black romance. I want that too. Because the, they show all the black romance. I, I'm a Hallmark person. I get all the Hallmark ones. But this is the mahogany Hallmark uh, 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 channel. So you got to get that one. I want that one. Because they they, they've been showing some new movies. And I was like... I was like, oh, I would love to see these. And, you know, it's coming up Christmas. So they, I love seeing all the Black romance Christmas movies. 
And and if I get that channel, which I think I might, because I'm going to watch all the Black holiday movies, then uh, I don't got to be concerned about the Hallmark ones, because the Hallmark channel is already free. I don't pay for the additional one. Okay, so Best Buy Walmart. So I got to pay attention. <laughs> Harry, I got to get me a big 50-inch TV for, you know, $29.99. <laughs> I don't care if they got them little kids slaving in China. I don't care. I don't care. I want a really fancy, smart TV for $29.99. I'm going to be solely, surely, profoundly, and ridiculously American. I'm just going to be American and I want the cheap TV. I don't care who makes it. I don't give a damn these little grandmothers on broken glass making stuff. I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to be American and just don't care. I was like, I just want what I want. I just want what I want. So anyway, I say all that to say, uh, I just got to stay on top of when these are because uh, I should have did it last year, Harry, when you did it. And they give you a good amount of time. They give you like a month, right? And then you have to make sure you quit or they're going to bill your butt. So I just have to set my alarm, my phone to say, uh, cut off. <laughs> and I'm going to do it two, two days ahead because they're not, probably not going to make it very easy for you. They're going to give you a whole lot of running around and rigmarole. So I'm going to have to figure that out. But yeah, because there's there's a lot of things that I want to see. And winter is coming. Winter is coming. So I need a new TV. And I need one for really, really cheap. And I need a smart TV. And I think I need to get somebody to come and mount it on the wall. Because whatever. Oh, and I need to call Frontier because I need to upgrade. Because they keep sending me these mean messages about pretty soon your that outdated system you're using is gonna not work. Okay, Frontier. All right, and come and let us do it. Winter is coming. Everyone's on strike. <laughs> Harry, thank God there's enough shows that I could just rewatch. <laughs> ah, listen, it's coming. It is coming. So I'm going to be ready. 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 Be ready. I don't care. Let it, let it come. And, uh, but I, I, I'm going to wait for that and I'm going to get all the streaming stuff that I want for X amount of time. And then I'll decide if I want to keep it. But you know what they do, Harry? They they make you get it. And then while, that, while, while they're running the special, they put all that good stuff on thinking so that you think this is how it's going to be all the time. And then as soon as the subscription is up, it's mediocre. So I'm going to figure it out. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm judging them too harshly. Maybe I'm being too harsh. All right. So my day is such, uh, I got stuff to do. I'm going to go say goodbye to, uh, Dr. Churchwell at the Madison, uh, beach house today. At five, they they throwing him a little shindig to say goodbye and thank you for your service. So it's the symphony, the symphony. I'm sorry, I don't know if the hospital's doing any damn thing for him, but the symphony is throwing him a little shindig and uh, to say goodbye. So long, farewell. 
I'll be there saying goodnight. So, uh, so I'm going to go out there and uh, say goodbye to the good, dapper, dandy, Dr. Churchwell. Um, and uh, and he's going to go take on new new roles and responsibilities. And, uh, and that's it. So uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. Thursday, which is weekend eve. So I'll see y'all. Have a good day. Enjoy this weather. It's gorgeous. Para limpiar la serie